Welcome to the integration practice session for the talk 21 that I did on Lazarus. We're going to look at some practical questions, some contemplative questions, just to bring some of the insights from that session home. And uh, I look forward to unpacking some practical things that we can think about um, in just a few minutes. Welcome back, and it's looking at the story of the raising of Lazarus in John chapter 11. Um, there really are some interesting points here, um, and so I've just summarized the headings out of the last session. Um, we remember that Jesus hears news that Lazarus is ill, that he delays going um, in fact, delays so long that when he finally decides to go, um, he arrives too late. And uh, when he gets there, Lazarus has already been in the tomb for four days. Uh, the, the four days is significant, and we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, but it was the fourth day was believed the day that the soul had gone and it was too late for even God to do anything. Uh, Jesus then weeps when he sees the sorrow of the sisters um, and he then calls Lazarus out of death. So if we then go to the points that I unpacked in the talk, the first thing you'll remember, I said that there are three answers to prayer. Um, there's the yes is what we always want to hear. Then the, the no, but sometimes we are waiting and we assume it's a no, but it's actually just a wait. It's just like, hold on. And so if we just spend a little moment integrating that, in terms of our own life. You might not even be somebody who prays in what might be the conventional sense of asking God or um, imploring the heavens or speaking to the universe. Um, but just looking at ourselves, our interior process, remember that so much of our religious practice, as we have said in this course, is our projecting our own consciousness outside because it's just too overwhelming to take responsibility for ourselves. The question around these three answers to prayer, and prayer can be in inverted commas, to ask ourselves, where am I waiting for a confirming answer from outside myself when I already know what is required of me? Um, I mean, am I hanging around waiting for some kind of answer to a question or somebody to tell me what I know already I should be doing? I've often caught myself going to sort of um, divining systems like the I Ching or the Tarot, and some people go for psychic readings. Um, even, even you remember the old trick of taking your Bible and letting it fall open and reading what's there. All those sort of divination practices, the old uh, 
runic practices or the rolling of the bones in Africa. Um, those are all ways in which we want some confirmation from outside because we doubt ourselves. So the question here is, what do I really already know that I should be doing that I'm not doing and I'm expecting something from outside to happen, some outside agency to either tell me what to do or to make the problem go away um, in a way that absolves me from actually having to take responsibility. So what am I praying for? There's a yes and no and a wait, but while I'm waiting for something from outside, am I in fact expecting someone else to do what I already know I need to do? Let's take a moment to let that sink in. Then we move on to the second point um, when we spoke about miracles in the Gospels are not sensation shows. Miracles in the Gospels are signs of God's kingdom, the Basileia Tontheon, the reign of God. And most importantly, when Jesus performs miracles, they are not miracles for miracles sake. They're not um, sensationalist shows. They are in fact signs of God's restorative justice. In this miracle, um, he restores Lazarus to the two sisters because woman without a man in a patriarchy would have been absolutely destitute. When Jesus heals the sick, the lepers, he restores them to the community that has excluded them simply because they were lepers. They had to live outside and absolutely subsist. Now they can go back into town. They can go back into the temple, back to the synagogue. Uh, when Jesus uh, feeds the 5,000, he's acknowledging that the patochoi, the poor, were assumed to have done something wrong. But here, out of the hands of God, they are fed. Um, and so it begs a question of us who have a spiritual practice, whatever that practice might be. The question that we are invited here to ask ourselves is, does my spiritual practice, does the exercise of my spirituality, my religion, whatever you want to call it, does it restore and support vulnerable people? Or is it just for me to feel better about myself? Whatever the practice is, whether it's sitting, breathing, contemplation, going to church, going to yoga, whatever it is, going on retreats, doing anything spiritual, how does the spiritual practice restore and support vulnerable people around me? Those who have no power and those who are ptochoi, those who have been spat out. Because spiritual practice that does not lead to transformation, how, how relevant is it really to the intention of Jesus?
And then we go to the third integration thought um, is that the fourth day was the day of hopelessness. We, we remember reading from the Talmud that uh, the soul hangs around for three days when it sees that the body is rotting, the soul disappears or moves on to Sheol, the world of the dead. Um, and so according to the Talmud, not even God will be able to do anything on the third day. Jesus shows up on the fourth day and calls Lazarus out of the tomb. And so there's this quirky saying that I first heard amongst Zen Buddhists. And it goes, I feel so much better since I've given up hope. <laughs> and often when pe I share this with people, they get like, what? <laughs> I feel so much better since I've given up hope. But you see, very often hope is my own script that I've written. It's me telling life how life should be when life is just being life. And so the question is, those moments that have been hopeless, those, home, those moments, those fourth day moments where I've actually given up, how often have those moments of giving up hope actually unlocked the resolution of a challenge. My surrender of my leaning in and willing something to happen or trying to control something, just letting it go, oh my word, and the thing resolves. <laughs> so how do we practice fourth day spirituality where we don't expect life or the universe or God and we've given up on all of that and then the miraculous transformation comes where do I start where do I need to start giving up giving up control giving up fake hope which is actually just my version of what should be happening how can I put things down and just let them go And then finally, the fourth point from episode 21 that can be a useful integration practice is to just go back to that moment where Jesus does the calling of Lazarus out of the grave. Lazarus comes out, but he's still tied up in the grave clothes. And then Jesus does this interesting thing. Jesus, who has evoked Lazarus from death, doesn't then go and unwrap him. But he says to the community, you unwrap him and let him go. And it, it underlines the community role in restorative justice and miracles. So a reflective question, a contemplative question in this section might be, where do I need the support of others in my own practice? Where do I need to allow others to help me to hold up my arms as Moses's arms were held up in, in the desert. Now, where do we need the intercession of others, the support of my tribe or my community or my friends, my family, whatever the group is that you know gets you and supports you? Where could we be more open to receiving and allowing others to support our life? So those are just a few angles to um, stay with and wrestle with um, as we integrate this um, 
story of the raising of Lazarus and recognize that very often we can be the miracle that we are praying for ourselves and sometimes we can be the restorative justice miracle in supporting others whose lives are so deeply challenged, particularly particularly at this time. So thank you very much for your for your attention and for your support. Um, please subscribe and like um, this podcast or video, whichever one you, whether you're watching it on YouTube or whether you're listening to it on Spotify. Um, please support and like it and subscribe. It just helps get the word out there. So thank you very much and uh, take care.